shit. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Anyways, let's get into it. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of Pump Fake and um, Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. I'm Chison. And this is your boy Noble. Yep. Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess let's like start like off a, with some gotta figure out like TV presentation name. We gotta figure out like TV names. I feel like Chisum and Noble is not good enough for the TV, bro. It's not good enough. T- hey, it's, it's what our parents gave, gave us, bro. This is this is all we have to work with. I can't I can't go changing it at this point. Like if I start changing it, I don't know. Chizzy. I mean, Chizzy. Uh, I guess I guess we could go with Chizzy, but there's so many Nigerian names. Nigerian Chisums are called Chizzy. Yeah, but um, there's so many Nigerian Chisums too. <laughs> Very true, very true. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. And like, you know, if, if the, the money starts coming in, but then we need to change the name for it, we, we can cross those bridges. But for okay. now, it's however many listeners, they all probably know both of us. So it's just open. CNN. <laughs> yep. CNN. Yep. CNN. CNN. Yeah. Just on the novel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we can start off with some pleasantries. How was your your week so far? It's been it's been uh, you know just uh, looking forward to Christmas, looking forward to getting some time on my hands, chilling, you know, relaxing. But so far, it was my last week of uni, so of actual uni classes. So now it's just coursework time and stuff. So just happy to be done with it. Nice. How's your week been? Uh, my week was, I, I feel like this week went by fast as hell. Because like, for, like I remember it was Monday and the next thing I know it's Friday and like shit is just going crazy. And I think I told you this before. No. Yeah, it, it went by fast for you too, eh? Um, but I got yeah. my uh, invitation to apply for PR and I mm-hmm. went to do the medical yesterday. And that process, like, these guys, like they, I called in, booked the, the medical like last week. And they were like, come in on Friday, we'll do everything in, in the same building. Um, you just have to go get the blood work downstairs and that's that. So I get there at like 11.45 yesterday, um, do the physical. And then she's like, oh, go downstairs and we'll get you the blood work. Get downstairs, they're like, we have an hour wait. So leave and come back and we'll get everything done. So I finished, like do that, wait an hour, come back do the blood work, and then they tell me, oh, you, you need to drive to this other place to go get the physical, sorry, to go get the, the x-ray. And then go get the x-ray. By the time I come back, it's like 4.30, and my entire work day is just gone. And <laughs> I only told my, my mind I was going to miss like 30 minutes of work, end up missing half the day. So, yeah, PR kind of is not easy, but this is, uh, that's pretty much all I remember from Gotta my week. Work. Yep, yep, that's... <laughs> And that's my, my week pretty much. And now I'm getting ready for for the NBA season, which feels weird as hell to be starting the NBA season middle of December. Mm, December. Yeah, Christmas period, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Christmas is always big for basketball, but it, it was never for this reason. Yep. Because like, even playing 2K, like whenever you're running my player, like you, you'd always start the season and then um, Halloween is right around the corner and then they have all the Halloween things going. So it's weird to be starting in December like at 
at this point, this is like usually not necessarily halfway through the season, but like you've gotten some some games some games in, and then you're you're going back for holidays. At least I'm going back for holidays, and I'm talking basketball with everyone, and we're talking about you know where teams are in the standings and all this, as opposed to now it's just starting now. It just feels it feels weird. It feels like one long season. Um, you know, though I'm grateful. Oh yeah. Because the part that I hated, I think the most painful part was the break before the bubble. Mm. That was the most painful part in terms of basketball because no one ever knew when it was coming back. And then I think right again after the championship ended, that was a scary time for me because then I think I started seeing rumors about nothing's going to start until January, like um, maybe February. Like, it might, like the date was just getting pushed back and backwards and backwards and backwards. I don't care if it I know it definitely does feel weird. Like it's it's been a weird fucking year, bro. It's been a weird year. We have to say that. But I'm grateful more yeah, than anything that 100%. basketball is coming back. Dude, I miss like basketball so much. Here, bro. Yeah. And I don't know if if you felt this, but then or can you? I guess you didn't. But at the start of the the year, once they finished the bubble, I figured 2021 season was going to go on. Um, because just the fact that they were able to pull off the bubble and then to see what the NFL is doing. And the NFL is getting a shit ton of, like, COVID cases, and they're just fighting mm-hmm. through it. And it's like, even star quarterbacks are getting, uh, like, a testing positive, and they still, like, there was, the, uh, I'm not sure how much uh, American football you follow, but... Bro, was, I follow a lot. Baltimore Ravens, yeah. yeah. They really got cleared out. I think Denver Broncos... <laughs> Yeah, their whole quarterback room entire got kicked quarterback out. room, and then they had to get a, a backup running back who was working a sales <laughs> job to come play quarterback for them. And then, like the moment I saw that, I'm like, you know what? There's like, there's no way the NBA is not gonna go on. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, the NFL, well, NFL is a very it's 16 weeks, and then maybe like three, four, extra, five extra weeks of football. The NBA yeah. is different. It's a lot of games in the season. At least it's supposed to be a lot of games. I don't know. Is the season so now? This is a new question. Is it going to be an 82 game season or are they uh, going to no, it's cut it down? 72. So they still. It's, 72. I, I, I think they should have cut that number a little bit just because they're trying to play 72 games between December 22nd and um, I think it's May 18th or something like that. It's like that feels like a lot of games for that short period of time, especially for players who just finished playing like two months ago. Mm-hmm. So at least like if you made like a sixty-two game season, but then obviously with TV they want as many games as possible to bring mm-hmm. in all that revenue so they can pay the players. So I mean, I guess you can you can kind of see it from from both sides there. I see what they're trying to do. I think I think for because if you think about it, the people who played in the playoffs are the minority, especially the people who made it all the way to the end. So in terms of all the the NBA players, like fuck it, we're, we just want to play. We're back. We're back. Yep. I do yep. as many games as possible. Let's play. Let's do this. Yeah, because there's some teams that last time or, or players that last time they touched the ball or at least played a professional game was back in March. So this mm-hmm. would be like eight months for them without like competing, playing basketball. Like that that must be torture for those guys. So exactly, definitely excited to be back. And I guess first place to start, let's go with uh, Paul George, and we'll start with his comments from Dolphin. We were supposed to cover that last week, but we didn't. Uh, so 
blaming Doc Rivers for, for how he was used. What, what is your take <laughs> on that? <laughs> this boy is funny. They said Doc was trying to play me as a Ray Allen or JJ or JJ Reddick, all pin downs. But uh, <laughs> it's just funny to see, bro. Like, if you take an L, you're supposed to own your L. That's the whole point of being, well, not just a basketball player, being a man or anything. Yep. Like, this man has repeatedly, ever since the choking started, he has repeatedly blamed everyone but himself. Yep. He blamed the team. He blamed the he blamed the offensive scheme. He blamed the coach. Uh, when Doc was getting fired, he didn't say nothing to stand up for him. Him and Kawhi just get quiet. That's what I'm talking about Kawhi right now. But like, nah, he just loves to push the blame on others, bro. And then if you anyone watching the game or watching the Clippers games, yes, I know that Kawhi would get a lot of touches, but Paul PG's little job was to bring the ball up the court a lot of times and then set whatever and do whatever. And no matter how crazy the shot was, because it's Paul George, we no one would really say shit about it. He he and Kawhi own the team. I think he's just jealous because Kawhi had more authority than him. But, I mean, that's facts, bro. He's a better player than you. What do you expect? Yeah. And so, plus, I don't know. Like, if you're saying that he was playing off pin downs, like, where like where were those pin downs? Like, I... I if you ha- if they had like a, a point guard like a say a Chris Paul or a Rondo like someone who yeah. just like dominating the ball and like forced you to it's like no like you were running pick and rolls half the time anyway so like and then people start breaking down looking to the numbers and like where he was getting his touches and he ran more pick and rolls than he ever did in like at any other point in his career and it's like well how are you then blaming Doc for Playing, you know, playing as a real and when really you're and they're trying to a bunch of pick and roll. Like, what are you talking about? I, you know, what pisses me off is that if you take away the implosion to Denver, if you take if you take how the Clippers played up until three one, let's just stop right there. Three one up by seventeen points, stop the season right there. Let's hear what he would have to say about Doc Rivers then, because I swear they was balling. Like they might, they might have had their struggles at the start, but it's expected a new team. They were balling at the end. They were blowing teams out and stuff. It was just coming into the playoffs after the bubble, which again, it's an adjustment period for people. They were a little shaky, but then coming into the playoffs, they reasserted themselves. Yeah. They, the players, that was meant. I'm not. That was nothing physical, bro. Because at the end of the day, you can plan for physical. You cannot plan for mental. Yep. They in his head, Pete Paul George was like, I I guess we're gonna play, we're gonna try again next year. Thank you for having <laughs> me, folks. <laughs> it's been a great season. I got to his farewell speech in the in the fourth game. Yeah. And bro, like it's like he had a, a good season last year too, which is I think part people are now beginning to forget that because he was coming off two shoulder surgeries and he had a decent mm-hmm. season. And mm-hmm. everyone did have them beating, or at least thought it was going to be a really good matchup with the Lakers. Until this implosion, everyone was like, okay, run it back next year. Now this guy's coming out with, you know, it was the coach's fault. It's like, bro, just everyone else that lost was quiet about it. Like Kawhi, it's not like Kawhi talks a lot anyways, but then he didn't go out and, and blame Doc for it. Mm-hmm. And now this guy's coming out with all that shit, and then gets handed this massive contract, which I guess is the is the next point here. So what do you think about this Paul George contract? 
Bravi. It's a Bravi one. You know what? The Clippers have been making a lot of good moves. But then again, we forget that uh, they did have Blake Griffin, CP3, and DeAndre Jordan, and they did absolutely nothing with that. And then they traded them all away. And now they have this. I don't know. I feel like, and they gave all those guys fat, fat contracts too at the time, if I remember correctly. Yep. I know CP3 had a fat contract. Blake Griffin, that was his biggest problem. His contract, I think that was the biggest problem why he couldn't be moved. So now how are you out here again giving to a very, first of all, let's forget, let's say Paul George is Paul George. He's still very injury prone. You're going to be paying him, what was it? Did I see 46 million when he's 35? You, know, you think it's LeBron? Dude, the, the last year of his contract is 50 mil. <laughs> you think it's 50 mil? <laughs> like, wait, this man is getting a, a quart. Wait, what? 50 million in one season. Yep. Pre-tax. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I think, wait, wait, I swear LA is tax-free. Isn't that one of the tax-free Oh, no, 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 no. LA is heavy tax. LA is heavy, heavy tax. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. At but, least. So maybe they take away 9 million from him <laughs> and he ends up with just a measly 41. <laughs> a measly 41, <laughs> yep. Bruh, it's... I don't know. I feel like they kind of had to do it. Like, after give because they have no picks until, like, they have no first round picks until, like, 2026. Bro, so, like, LA. <laughs> yo, but you, you're not LA, you're Clippers. Because, like, when you think LA, you still think Lakers. It's like, cool, you're LA. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 no, wait, I know, wait, but we'll pause. No, Chisholm, let's not. It's been a very long time since it was not cool to be a Clipper. It's been a very long time. Like, it's been almost like for most players now, it's more like it's been more of a let me go to the Clippers so I can beat the Lakers. Yeah, but then that just and started like two Clippers years have never ago. won a championship, no? No, they've never been out of the second round. Bro, so if you're that player, I swear that's what they, that's what they used to entice these players, bro. Kawhi had the option of going to the Lakers. PG had the option of going to the Lakers. The two very, very big names. They each, they had the opportunity and they both chose the Lakers. I mean, they both chose the Clippers. Kawhi just got Serge Ibaka, who, let me not act, let me be real. Serge Ibaka is an upgrade from Montrezl Harrell. Yep. I see that. Yeah. So I feel like just in terms of the city, you can attract players. You don't need to. You don't need that sense of security. And if you're getting that sense of security, get it from Kawhi Leonard, bro. Yo, Not from Paul George, bro. Yeah, but then here's the thing. Like, with the Clippers, like, even regardless of whether, like, you can get more players because you're in L.A., at the end of the day, those players, like, those um, complementary pieces are only going to come when there's a star there or when there's something to build around. So, for example, Ibaka doesn't go to the Clippers if they don't already have Paul George and Kawhi. So you have to try to lock those guys in. He shows up if there's Kawhi. You said? He shows up if there's Kawhi. Yeah, he shows up if there's Kawhi, but then right now, I'm not sure Kawhi stays. Because he, he does have a player option after this year. So you just have to, you have to lock as much in as you can. Just so, worst case scenario, if uh, Kawhi leaves, you still have Paul George, you still have... Um, Back and plus, you've given up your entire future for these guys. So you've give like you've given up all your first round picks to OKC from now until 2025. So if Paul George and Kawhi leave after this 
if they left after this year, which Paul George can't leave anymore, but Kawhi still can, then you'd be left with nothing. And like, you wouldn't even have draft picks, like even if you tanked. Is he worth that much though? He's not worth that. I, I don't think he's worth that much, but you've given up all that money for him or sorry, all that draft picks and all those players for him. Like you've given up Shea Gildress Alexander, you've given up, uh, like you've given up everything. So it's like the worst, like the worst thing you could do is let Paul George walk, uh, walk, and then Kawhi walks as well, and then now you're left back with, um, you know, uh, what's his face, Lou Williams, and like just backup players pretty much, or or, or supplementary pieces, and you're trying to do what you did with two three years ago, trying to get, you know, just, just barely trying to make the playoffs. So it's like mm-hmm. you know what. Just sign those guys, and at least we can kind of make the playoffs at least and make some noise. And honestly, I, I still don't think the the Clippers are making it out the West. But I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, and I guess another team sticking with the West, there we could go with James Harden. Ah. Uh, James Harden and his antics. I don't know. Where do you want to start with it? With the trade request or with the antics? I feel we should start with the antics first. Okay. I mean, he's a young bachelor. <laughs> he got a little baby on his in his in his entourage. Man's living his best life, you know. He's out here trying to see some strippers. He's trying to at least he's not trying to do it the Lou Will way. He's not trying to put no excuses up. He's there with his chest out. Throwing money in the air, trying to have some fun, bro. I don't know. I feel like he's just not taking the series. I don't understand to be honest, because he's not. He's obviously not taking it serious. But it's like you could still run it back, bro. Like I swear, your team just made some moves. Like yeah, I understand you lost Rocco, but you still got Wall and Demarcus Cousins. Your team could still add up a couple potential players and still really, really compete. So why are you so sad? Why do you want to run away? Like, did you really get defeated that badly? Are you broken mentally? How are you, bro? Like, it's, I just have so many questions about his current mental state more than anything. I think that's what his antics show, are showing, that he's not ready for the season. I, I low-key think that this might be, like, a calculated, like, type of fact. Because think of it, remember, what was it, three, four years ago when Kyrie was trying to leave Cleveland? And mm-hmm. the way he, his way of forcing a trade was telling them, if you don't pay me, like, sorry, if you don't trade me, I'll get the season ending, uh, season ending injury. Or, sorry, season ending surgery, and like, I'll get the start of the season. So if you don't trade me, I'm not playing for the team either way for the rest of the year. I think that's sort of a similar move here. It's like, well, if you. If you don't trade me, I'm just going to keep going to strip clubs every once in a while and you won't see me for another 14 days. And when I come back, play a couple of games, show up to a couple of practices, go to another strip club. And this is just going to be a headache for everyone. So just trade me. Can you force a trade that way, though? AD did it. You're, at the end of the day, you're still professional, bro. You have a contract to uphold and everything. Yeah, AD just did it to, to the Lakers. Whereas, like... Like I'm, I'm, I want to leave. Even remember the the that's all folks T-shirt that he wore. Like there's guys have started doing this. I don't like it, but then it seems like this is how 
guys like guys are just going about doing their business now. But it's like if I want to leave, I'm just going to make like cause the whole uh, shit storm here, and you're going to have to trade me anyways. Mm. And Jimmy sort of did a similar thing with uh with the te- with the wolves as well with the whole yelling. Nah, at the that was, I don't but think that, that was different. Just... That was different, but it was like in the same manner. You're like, telling you know, them you're trash, bro. <laughs> you're telling them you're trash. Yo, you're telling they... them you're trash. Either you guys become like me or you trade me, but I'm not gonna become like you. That's what he was trying to do over there. Yeah, like similar similar concept. Of like, I'm going to make this 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 environment so fucked up that something has to change. You either trade these two guys or you trade me. And of course, these like the team has already given uh, Wiggins and Cass like such big money. Like they're not going to trade those guys. So the only way, the only thing that they were going to do is trade Jimmy. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a similar thing where he looks at it, he looks around and he's like, this shit isn't going to get me a championship. You know, fuck this, I'm out of here. And. <laughs> Yeah, but that's okay. See, but this is my only problem. I don't think James Harden has a reason to say "fuck this" amount of here. I think his team can compete. Why don't you invest time instead of throwing temper tantrums and just trying to force things that are not organically happening, and even in like, even trying to force it doesn't mean like even if you want it to happen doesn't it doesn't guarantee it's never guaranteed it doesn't make it a possibility because it's mm. very very trying to trade him to any of these places which we're going to discuss anyways is going to take a lot because neither of these places are going they all they all have championship um proclivities like they all want to win a championship now if they can so if you're going to get james harden if you want to give up james harden Houston is going to ask for someone who can replace him or who is at his stature. That's why they told Brooklyn straight up, no Kyrie or Katie, no James Harden. Facts. How many players can compare to James Harden in the league, bro? True. Like, very, very few. Very, very few have, like, can do what he does. So I guess that leads us pretty much straight to the, to the trade. Where, like, do you think he will actually get traded? One, and, like, a where? Okay, so I don't think he'll get traded, but I would say that if he was going to get traded out of all the teams, it would probably be... I got to think about... I, I, I didn't even give this a long enough thought. That's tough because I know he's not going to go to the Nets. I just find that impossible because the Nets are not going to give up Kyrie or KD. Houston doesn't want anything else from them. They just got DeMarcus Cousins. They're not going to want Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan. Um, Spencer Dewey is dope. Um, what's the name of the other guy? The black guy. The really uh, black guy. Uh, Levert. Yeah, yeah. Levert is really dope too. But I mean, those two guys are not, even both together, are not worth James Harden. Um, Miami is a possibility, but I don't see it happening without Jimmy Butler coming over. Yep. And I don't know if Miami wants to do that because Miami is it's it's more than a player. It's not one player type team, especially especially Eric Spolstra. He doesn't coach for one player. He tries yeah. to coach for a team. So yeah. I mean, I don't know if Miami was gonna run that with the box. I don't. See, what are you gonna do? Who you say you're gonna send Yanis over? No, I don't see the Bucks ever doing that. <laughs> well, who would ever do that? Like, I, I, I love James Harden, yeah, but I would not give up Giannis as a Tukumbu for James Harden. No, 
No, yeah. I would not do that. Dude, here's the thing. I think, first off, I think Giannis, sorry, not Giannis, Harden is just trying to escape the West. Because if yeah. you look at all the teams that are on this list, because I was going through it yesterday, I was like literally like putting together like what could other, like all these teams trade for um, for Houston. So I'm like writing them down, Miami, 76ers, Bucks, Nets. I'm like, yo, like this guy's really just trying to leave the West. <laughs> Just, like he's, he's done, bro. He's been battered. He's he started to see what everyone else was seeing like a couple years ago. It's like the West is just stacked as fuck, and then now you have LeBron in there too. And it's like, yo, if I could get to the away, fucking bro. East, shit, be so much easier. <laughs> so it's just like, yo, like let, just just get me out of here. And honestly, speaking of the Bucks, I think. Middleton might have to be like the player that would make that potential trade. Although I, I still don't see the Bucks working because wasn't it like last year or like the year before, um, Harden and and Yanis uh, were going back and forth. I remember like Yanis was even Yanis was going yeah, at him during, yeah, during the All Star game. Yeah, and then they were like talking about oh I wish I could, I was seven feet and could and dunk everything without any skill. So it's like. Are these guys really about to team up after all that shit that they were talking last year? I know that Yanis can do it, and I, I, I know Yanis will take it as business, and he will, he would he would put his head down and do it. But Harden, Harden has an ego. Yeah. So I don't know. So why don't you even put the Bucks on that on that list anyway? I feel like that's a that's a waste of of time almost. Because if you, if you're going to go have a problem in Milwaukee, then why even start anything? If, if he gets there, doesn't he feel like he's the number one option? Yanis feels like he's the number one option. It's like that could that could go. That's south. like Kobe. That's I was gonna say. That's like oh, that's a Kobe Shaq type pairing, you know? It could be, but because them working a pick and roll together could be disgusting. I mean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna do? <laughs> what? What? Do you, like? What? How are you going to defend that? That. Because <sighs> right now, Yanis is best in that pick and roll, but then his pick and roll partner half the time is like was uh, Eric Bledsoe or Middleton, who are good players, but neither of them are James Harden. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> I mean, it could work in theory, but then, uh, oh boy. So to me, all right. So I guess even if the Bucks try like Pat Connaughton, um, DiVincenzo, Middleton, um, and DJ Wilson, and then a bunch of picks, no. Why would you do it as Houston? Like, okay, so what? What is your goal then? You have John Wall, and you get all this, and Demarcus Cousins here. John Wall and, and Harden, I don't feel like is a good pairing. But then you have so John. Saying, so you want to change the whole team style and the whole. Yeah, change the whole offense, right? So now you have John Wall at the point guard who is a pure point guard, like, or as close to a pure point guard as, as there is in the NBA. And then his sidekick, Middleton, who is like a prototypical two guard. Not a great one, but a good one. And then you have um, very good DeMarcus. one to be honest. Yeah, you have Demarcus Cousins, and then you have um, what's the kid uh, Christian Wood. Like you, you have something like it's not like it's not perfect. It's not the greatest, 
but it's something and you have like others like other pieces around that you could you know but like this is because this trade is only happening because James Harden is going to make a like or seems like he's going to make a mess of the whole season if you leave him there which then could just like derail everyone else and like guys like John Wall and like um Boogie are going to be having a horrible season just because this guy is like when he's in the lineup he's dominating the ball and when he's out of the lineup like now we're pretty much running a whole diff- uh, different offense so it's like mm-hmm. him back and forth in the lineup like that is going to mess with chemistry so might as well bring someone in who's going to be stable and is good obviously not as good as James Harden but I mean you can't replace him I think I still think the Bucks win that trade but it, the only other fit, like the only other trade that I could see working is the 76ers, which I think they would have to give up Ben Simmons. But at that point, Ben Simmons and John Wall on the same team. I don't see how that works. Spacing will be great. Yeah, I don't see that at all. And then Embiid, would they give up Embiid first with us? Simmons and Harden. Yeah, Simmons and Harden wouldn't be a good pairing either. So to me, it works for the 76ers because regardless, like whoever, whoever gets the best player in the trade wins the trade, mm-hmm. right? And in this case, it's going like, it's going to be James Harden. So the best Houston can do is like get a shit ton of picks and get like something to build around, which from the Sixers, that would be Ben Simmons, but then the Ben Simmons and John Wall pairing, I don't feel like that works. So I think the best trade there would be the Bucks. I don't see it happening. I can see why that would be the best trade, but I don't see James Harden leaving anywhere. Houston would be like, no, nah, I don't actually Houston would not. Nah. Yeah, I feel like what you should do at this point is call your player in and have a, you just got to talk to you. He is your player. He is paid. So you, he has to listen to you at some point. So just have a conversation. I don't know who your head coach is. Bring a head coach who can talk to him. If, if your coach can't connect to your player, then why is he your coach? Very true. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I didn't see this coming too with James Harden either. Like, it was just... Last, like there was nothing that happened last season that was like, oh, James is out of here. So it was just, and plus, he, whenever you think, at least from the for the 2010s, if you think of the Rockets, you think of James Harden. He's been the one constant there. Like that's James Harden's team. So, I'm, like, it still doesn't make like well, it's not clear to me. You said he could go OKC with who though, and what will OKC give up? Picks, and then he'll be there by himself because he says he wants to go to a contender, and I think he wants—he really wants to leave the West. Mm, fair enough. So, and plus, will OKC take him and like have him dominate the ball and have Shea become a what, what standstill corner three shooter? Mm, true. <sighs> it's tough, man. Like trading a guy like James Harden is difficult because both like. One team is giving up like their best player. The other team is pretty much going to gut themselves to get that. Mm-hmm. So it's like by the time this trade is done, both teams are going to look very weird, and then like pretty much 
they both have to go into wait till next off season to get all the right pieces to fit around the to fit around them to make a, a like a good team or a championship level team. Um, let's see. Who else? I mean, speaking of the Nets, or I guess we weren't really speaking of the Nets, but the Nets did come up in this uh, conversation. And part of why I think the the trade to to Brooklyn probably won't work is just Kyrie and his uh, his statement to the media the other day and calling <laughs> the media what, what was it that he called pawns because he doesn't sp- he doesn't speak to pawns anymore. Bro, that's your job. You're getting paid millions, millions and millions, bro. And all they're asking for you to do is come answer some questions you know the questions are annoying yes you know the questions are coming yes so why don't you just try to answer them in a way you can be marshall lynch bro yeah. yes no next question but you have to do your job bro yeah. like it's you can't come out here and say i called them out for trying to do their they're doing their job bro why aren't you doing yours do a better job of yours you're not the first player to be called out for a scandal you won't be the last like he's just trying to be a baby, bro. Like he's trying to act woke. He's he's acting woke, and I get where he's trying to come from. But his handling his handling of the matter is immature. Yep. And plus, like part of the reason, because he's saying my my attention is worth more than this, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, part of the reason why you're worth how much you're worth is because of the media. Because at the end of the day, the, like all this money that's coming into the NBA, a lot of it is from TV deals what is tv mm-hmm. media media so like you can't just go go about like insulting all the people that are getting paid and, like my attention is worth more than it's like ah bro like this is literally how you're making the money that you're making that, that allows you to exactly talk all the shit the superiority complex he needs to get he needs to be taking a peg down bro you're not bro i get what you, he, he's trying to get in touch with his deep, his inner self, and he's not trying to let anybody corrupt that. But bro, this is not how you do it. Calm yourself down, do your job, and handle your business. Just handle your business. That's it. Yeah. Handle your business. So yeah, tell him. Yeah, and I mean, aside from, let's see, what else do we have here to talk about? Oh, did you look at the ESPN rankings? The top one hundred. Oh, for players. the players. Yeah. Uh, I saw a few numbers that stood out to me. I saw Westbrook at like 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Let me see. One, LeBron. Two, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Luca, Kawhi, Kevin. This makes sense. Sort of making... Bam is number 13. Is that really how they rate him? I feel Bam, like that's Adebayo a little high. is the 13th best player in the NBA. I feel like that's... Here's the thing: like they're predicting that this will be the like, this will be how things will be ranked at the end of the season, or like halfway through the season. Like this will this will be the the order of things. Uh, I I think that's a little high, um, but maybe like there's there's potential that he could he could get that high. But to me, when I'm looking at this list, you have Siakam at twenty four. Kyrie Irving at 25. You have Trey Young at 29. Wow. You have Chris Middleton at 35 and Westbrook at 36. Wow, this is Trey Young. Trey Young is not better than Westbrook right now, in my opinion. 
Like, it's just... Because if you put Westbrook on that last year's Hawks team, they'd probably make the... the, the, the yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm like, thinking. So, like, I don't... I don't know about, like... He was the best offense and the worst team. Obviously, you're going to get as many touches as possible to do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. And with if you those put, touches... If you any rookie that situation, you look at... I feel like what Jamaran did was a lot more impressive. He was fighting in the West. And yep. he wasn't... He fought from the start of the season till the end. And they were close... Like, they were close in that playoff race, too. Mm-hmm. And you have Trey Young at 29 and Jamaran at 31. That rating is off, in my opinion. And then Chris Middleton, like, and all these players are listed here. Just go, Karis Levert at 46, Gordon Hayward, 45, Jaron Jackson, 44, Lonzo Ball, 54. And all the way down at, what's, 82, you have DeMar DeRozan. You know, Spurs, bro. You know what? This is the Spurs effect. I swear it's the Spurs effect. Because I, f- I feel like if he was in Toronto, like he would get more respect than, than Spurs. No. Like <laughs> 82, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> they put Fred Van Vliet, Malcolm Brogdon, Darren Jackson, Gordon Hayward, Spencer Dimwitty, Lonzo Ball, Goran yeah. Dragic, Tyler Hero, Roko. Davies Bertans, Bogdan Bogdanovich, TJ Warren, OG yeah. Ananobi. They put OG Ananobi over there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know who does these ratings every year, but it's just like, what? Like, who, who comes up with this? Nah. Like, that was the one where I was looking at yesterday. I'm just like, nah, like, this, is, this has to be. Like the most disres- the most disrespect I've seen them put on a player's name in a minute. Cause man, like KCP is but is is listed as a as a better and they play the exact same position. So you're telling me it's easier to build a team around KCP than it is Demar? I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah. Like, even John Watt, 81, is mad, but you can understand that because he had an ACL injury for yep. two years. So, I mean, that makes sense. But why? How are you yep. telling me? Wow. Man misses the playoffs one time. <laughs> He's the second best player in the league. Bro. I was looking at the first time. I was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of debatable. But, yeah, it makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. As soon, as soon as you step out of the top ten, bro, the list is just shambles. No, just because that that top ten, I feel like ask any like any NBA fan and they could give you like a similar top ten. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, they they're going to have LeBron, AD, Giannis. Like everyone. Oh, by the way, people how they only put Giannis's first name in there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't gonna try it. <laughs> It no, said, no, no, not today. Yeah, this is Karen, and this is beyond me. <laughs> it's like you, you know exactly who he is. We don't need to do this. Yes, <laughs> the Greek feet. Oh, no, no, I did the put the put the put the. 
Oh, man. But yeah, that top 10, top 10 is fine. And then the moment you just step out of that, it's just like, whoa. Like, is this really how we're ranking this? Devin, Devin Booker better than... I mean, Paul George is better than Westbrook now too, I guess. I mean, yo, this this list is a little it's a little wild. But yeah, I mean, uh, aside from that, any big news? Oh, Paul Gasol is trying to come back to the the NBA. I don't know if you if you saw his his hype tape that he made. No, uh, I didn't see that. I mean, but I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to. It's it's one that you can skip. Like I only saw it because I follow him on Instagram, and obviously, like his pal. I'm a Lakers fan. I love I love the guy to death. But then, like as part of the 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 tape, he's running like he's closing out on like someone that's just at the three point line pump faking, and he's he is not ready to make it. Like to come, he I don't. It's not about him being ready at this point. He's just too old. I don't, how old is he? He's like almost 40. He's like 39. Yeah. Like, but you know what? I think he can, on a championship team, he can give them like maybe 10 minutes a game, six minutes a game. But he's such a high IQ player. I think he could be a positive on the right team. Here's the thing, but the then right. I think at that point, you just put him on the, like he's going to be like a, a Haslam at that point. But then uh, Haslam... Haslam is there for like emotional, like just grit. He's there for just like <laughs> IQ. Because yeah. he, he's actually 40. Uh, he turned 40 July 6th. His younger brother is like, people are looking at him as like, yo, you're almost too old to be in the league, Mark. So, mm-hmm. so like, <laughs> bro, like that, that if, if there's one part of that clip that you need to see, it's him closing out to a shooter. Because I will blow by him if he closes out. <laughs> <Close by him. laughs> Like bro, like he just looks—he looks like he's like, I don't know—he's he, like running in like mud almost. It's just, uh, and he wasn't like even at his at his most athletic, he still wasn't a fast guy. So you take away his athleticism at age forty, and man, you're gonna get dunked on so many times. Like imagine him trying to close out to like a Jamarant right now. Like that's. That's nah. just buckets. Bro, <laughs> I just imagine that and I just see him fall. I just see his legs just go. Nah, it's going to be nice. Yeah, remember, remember the, the last few years of Dirk? When, like, even when he's yes. falling and it takes him like 17 seconds to fall. Exactly, bro. <laughs> 17 and a half seconds and three timeouts just for Dirk to say, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just hey, yeah. Man, foul, foul. <laughs> like at some point, man, it's just like yo, like especially for non-athlete, like guys who just weren't athletes to, to start or, or very athletic. It's just bro, just let it go. Like you, you did your time. Last thing you want to do as a guy like Pablo Sol is come back to the league and then like everyone forgets about those amazing years that you had. And all mm-hmm. the, the the only image that everyone now has in their head is you getting crossed up by you memes, know, all how the many memes players, of you getting and then you only play 15, 20 games, then you get cut. And then now that's the last, the last memory everyone has of you. It's like, no, just you retired. Like, well, I can forget about those, like, those years in Chicago. Like, just, I don't, that, that doesn't even count in my mind. You're just power, just let it ride. Just, just be in, wherever in Spain that you're at and just chill, just chill out. 
Um, I guess next thing here is this week's games. Are there any games that you're looking forward to? Um, it's still pre-schedule, so yeah, it's not not really. No, I mean Brooklyn. Brooklyn's gonna play, right? If Kyrie and Kyrie and KD play, I really want to see that. Yeah, that's on uh, Friday, eight p.m. Brooklyn versus Boston. Okay, yeah, that's a game to watch definitely. Yeah. Um, besides that, I think Houston with John Wallen. I just want to see the injured players more than anything come Same. back. Yep. And I want to see the the Warriors Kings mostly just because I want to see Steph play. I, I actually miss watching Steph. <laughs> um, and the Warriors then, are a confusing team. I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how far they're gonna go this season. I don't think it's very far, but it's it, like I just want to. I miss watching watching Steph. You know what I like though? I like that it gives their number one, number two pick, James Wiseman. It really gives him a lot of experience because he's gonna get True. thrown in the deep end. Yep. Especially so with, I really, I really like that for him. He's gonna learn, and he's gonna learn on the fly. He's gonna be with Draymond Green, who's gonna shout his ear off. I hope he has thick skin. Yeah. And let's see, the Lakers Phoenix game on Wednesday. I think is kind of an interesting too. Just I want to see, I want to see uh, D book off the ball. Mm-hmm. That could be because if he learns how to move well without the ball. He that does. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you because, yes, I understand CP3 is coming there, but Ricky Rubio really was that type of player too. Mm. And D-Book is really, really good off the ball. He he has Kobe-type movements, bro. Oh, yeah. All I can say, he's the, he's the best Kobe prototype I've seen in a while. Facts. And it's just like, he's... Last couple of years, he's been forced to, like, have the ball in his hands mm-hmm. just because, like, they just haven't had, uh, like, a pure point guard in, in a minute there. So, like, to have a Chris Paul, a Rubio, like, just, just, like, have those guys there. And, bro, and obviously Chris Paul is just, he's he's just a winner at, that, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he hasn't won a championship yet, every every championship level team wants to have a guy like Chris Paul on there. Exactly. exactly. So, it's like, he's only going to get better. I want, I want to see what that what that pairing looks like early in the season. I want to, yeah. like, want to track how, see the, how the team play. That, that's really a team who is, like, they're hungry. Yeah. That's a hungry team, and I love when I watch hungry teams play. So, yeah. re- I know Chris Paul is going to stoke that fire. That would be a really interesting match. This whole season, I'm low-key rooting for them. I'm rooting yeah. for Phoenix. They have an uphill battle, but it will be really interesting to watch. Yep. Um, aside from that, there's Detroit versus Washington on Thursday. If I'm bored on Thursday night, I'm sure I'll put it on. <laughs> and yeah, but then the, the main game there is that Friday, 8 p.m., Boston versus Brooklyn. Also, I don't think I told you this, but Sam is uh, traveling on Friday. She's going back home. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the plan right now. Um, so Friday, she's leaving Friday morning or Friday afternoon, so Friday night. Uh, that's 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 what I'm gonna be at. <laughs> TV, Brooklyn, Boston, and then yeah. I mean, I don't think I feel like we've covered every, everything this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of exhausted the list that I have on paper here and everything that we had planned. Uh, so thank you guys very very much for uh, for joining us on this this the second episode of Pump Face and Hot Takes. And uh, we will see you. We will see you next week. Uh, until then. One, two. Until then. What is it?
keep keep be po- keep being positive and keep testing negative. And, oh uh, my days! No, 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 no! End this video no. right now! Hey, end no. this right now! No, no. It's, not, it's not ending up. I'm, I'm just gonna keep shooting my shots, bro. What if I'm no, next? <laughs> no, you need to know when it's a no, bro. That's no. deep. Yo, go, that's a shack block all the way dude, across the other I, side. I can go one for seventeen and just edit out the sixteen misses, bro. You know. Boom. What? <laughs> Still a dumbass because you're doing the same thing 16 t- 17 times over. Who got that kind of time, bro? Yo, Who has the time to edit, do all bro. That? Everything is getting fixed in, in, in post. Everything is everything is getting fixed in that in that edit section. I can even add the candle after if I want. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have your face and just put a laughter in it. Trying to make it funny and it actually is. But like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, see, I more. agree with you, bro. Alright, so uh, at this point, I feel like the music is just going to be playing at this point because they're going to be hearing nothing. So uh, once again, thank you guys again for joining and we'll see you next week. As always, stay with me to Boy Noble. And Boy Chiso. Yeah, you took way too long on that shit. True. Are you going to, to try it again? No? It's your Boy Noble. And it's your Boy Chiso. And this is Pump Shakes and Hot Takes. <laughs> That's a new move. Alright, bro. Right. This guy is, is. Is that like the Shan God, but then like remix? <laughs> oh! It's the pump shake. The pump shake. Oh, man. That's, that definitely sounds like someone's nickname in, like the, in, the, in the early 80s. It's like, ooh, that's the pump shake. Come on. Dishes to the Iceman. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. Or Pump oh, Shakes pump. and Hot Fakes. Regardless, pump Fakes and Hot Takes, yeah. Yeah, regardless pump of how you want to call it. Takes. Pump Fakes and Hot Takes, there we go. Yeah. It's your boy Noble. It's your boy Chisel. This is Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. Alright, have a great day, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna see you next week. Don't miss me. I'm the life of this party. Oh, yeah?